It's time for episode 75 of Three Point Podcast, the hottest takes on sports and pop culture from three sports guys from three different generations. I'm the elder statesman, Ted Patel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 here in Michigan at the Castle Studios. Our middleman and social media guy is Matt Burns of ESPN, checking in from Charlotte, North Carolina. And our youngest viewpoints will come from Jared Patel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 3PointPod. And we want to shout out to our great advertising partners. They include Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, and Card Service Michiana. Also, let's welcome our new partner, ProMec Engineering Services. Thanks also to our website teammates, Sports Radio Detroit and Midwest Sports Network. We'll talk some NBA news. We'll have entertainment tonight and much more coming up right after these messages. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. So uh, this weekend, guys, I was at Central Michigan celebrating my friend's uh, 21st. But that, that's not the story. I mean, it was a great time. Well, that's part of the story. It's, it's part, part of the I mean, no, not really. The, the no. real story of this weekend was this. And I need your guys' explanation on this. Well, Matt actually can't really explain this. But, Ted, I need your explanation on this. This weekend, I had the sudden realization as I was sitting, looking in the mirror, and I stepped on the scale, <laughs> I, I put on the freshman 15. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how we got here. But here I am. Oh, the boy. diet starts today. The path back to where I was uh, about six months ago starts. I think that it went off the rails at Christmas break. I don't know. Came home, eating whatever we want from to Frankenmuth. Came back. Our family is so fat. We go to Frankenmuth, come back, <laughs> get Main Street Pizza on the way home, and eat that. It's insane. I think that was like the starting point. But here I am. So I just need you guys to hold me accountable here for the next, uh, you know. Few- Give me a solid month. I think I'll be back down 15 pounds. All right. I'll be with you on that. Now, I, I need a little help myself. I've, I've always struggled losing weight the older I've gotten, and I do love to eat. You know, that's the thing. Uh-huh. I, I understand what you're saying about the freshman 15. That's a fact, uh, even though you're not eating in the dorm, right? Well, it happened when I, That's what's, it happened kind of basically when I came home for the summer. Okay. It's happened with over the past, you know, six weeks probably. So you've gotten away from the routine, uh-huh. your normal routine, yeah. and you're have free access to the fridge? Is yeah, that what's going on? pretty much. <laughs> but uh, tell me how you're going to do it. I know you used to do a plan where you would, uh, you'd you have one day was a cheat day where you could eat whatever yeah. you want, but how did you manage the other days? Pretty much just, you know, I try to keep, it's the intermittent, intermittent fasting thing is okay. what I try to do. You know, I try to eat between 4 and 10, and then when you're out landscaping all day, you oh. know, you're kind of takes care of the workout and everything. I'm on my feet all day working out, kind of. It comes down to the diet, you know. 
This now, week, you know, I've came home. My dad got a pie for Father's Day. <laughs> I could tell that it's been bothering the family, all the, like, the junk food. I've been eating all my dad and some of my mom's, like, junk food that they eat around. You know, it's like my dad brought a pie home for Father's Day. I had, like, a big old slice oh. of it. His ice cream, he's been hiding his ice cream. <laughs> his butter pecan ice cream, which I didn't even like. I don't even like it, but it's there, so I eat it. And he's just been hiding it. So it's time to make a change. All right. Well. That's, always, that's always the problem. I remember when I would move home for the summer from college, and you get back into, you know, your your parents' refrigerator, basically. You know, you get to almost, like, free reign at whatever they have in the fridge. That was always tough. But I definitely, I don't know, about 15, I definitely put on a little weight in my first year at college, mostly just because I wasn't, you know, pra- I played three sports in high school, so I wasn't going to practice all the time. I was getting to eat kind of whatever I wanted mm-hmm. at the, you know, the cafeterias and stuff like that and, you know, whatever, the, just out of your routine. So I, it's it's easy to say, like, oh, I won't do the freshman 15, but it, it's tough to avoid it. Well, I'll tell you- I, I was also going to say, I remember when I, the, the summers that I had, like, landscaping jobs, like what you're doing, it was easy to lose weight there because same thing like you, what you just said, you're on your feet all day, kind of working out all day outside. And, you know, I, I didn't really – I would always bring, like, a snack to eat during the day, mm-hmm. you know, like some trail mix, you know, something like that. But um, – so that definitely helped me lose some weight. So I'm sure get yourself on a little meal plan, and then, you know, you're, you're working that job. I'm sure you'll do fine. Yeah, once the weather really starts to crank up some heat, it's been pretty cool here in Michigan recently, uh, you'll start sweating it off too. Now, Matt, you've, you look like a guy – that just has that natural metabolism that you're, you're slender oh, that's to begin the excuse, with. Huh? Well, that's the excuse, huh? That's the excuse, Anta? The guys who are skinny have the natural <laughs> metabolism. I'm, no, just Matt. I'm pointing it out to Matt. And are that's you, definitely are, a thing, though. I mean, you, you put weight on a lot easier than you take it off. So I know what you're talking about, Ted. But I, I don't know. I just I really enjoy going to the gym. And, uh, you know, I my wife and I, we both really like running and doing that kind of stuff. So that helps. Um, and then... <laughs> That takes me out of the game right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we it, we actually have fun doing it. And, you know, we kind of want to, like, set a good example for our daughter and stuff like that now. So, And we actually, like, we, we've, over the last couple of years, really started to try and, like, educate ourselves and stuff on what we eat and, you know, cut out a lot of the bad stuff. And so, yeah, we're, I don't know, we, we try and do well because it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot easier to put that weight on than to take it off. Well, you know, we're, we're we're recording this on Monday night and coming off a big Father's Day weekend. Jared, I know you already started to talk about you were up at Mount Pleasant. Was there any other, let's start with you first of all, is there any other stories other than looking in the mirror and seeing the 15 pounds? I mean, you had to go to Wayside, right? Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't many people at Wayside because it's off-season, off, off exactly. Right. Uh, it was my buddy's 21st, he had, he had a really good time, he was definitely feeling it. Tell me if you guys have had this drink before, uh, either a three- is it three Wiseman and a four oh, yeah. Horsemen? That did me and on my 21st. And a four Horsemen? So is that like the tradition on your 21st, that's what you drink? For me, it was just because people said that was like the nastiest shot you could do. So It's disgusting. It's a shot? It's yeah. not a bunch of uh, different uh, liquors mixed together like in a specialty the three, drink? The three Wiseman. So who do you think the three Wiseman would be? Oh, Jack Daniels? Jack Daniels, Jim Beam. Okay. And who would be? I remember what's the third one. Tito's. Tito. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Or it might be Jose Cuervo. No, but the highlight of the weekend, you know, this was right before I had the sudden realization that, you know, the Freshman 15 had, had come and it's had its had its day, uh, which is Burger King. Went to, so you go to Wayside, <laughs> you go right across the street to Burger King. It's the best meal of your life eating at that Burger oh, King. Oh, yeah, after a night of drinking, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly. Can I, like, before we move on from the Freshman 15, yeah, was yeah. there, like, do you remember a moment where it's like, whoa, like, what happened? I mean, Matt, maybe you have, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But 
Ted, I'm guessing you probably have. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I put on much weight when I was in college, even though there was a lot of starchy foods in the dorm, you know. But I was really active back in those days. Like, you know, I would play a lot of different sports and and kept the weight off. I started picking it up really, probably once I was pushing forty. That's when. it was a noticeable difference, you know, yeah. that it was, I just couldn't keep it off, you know, and, you know, I'm fat, I'm not t- tremendously no. obese, but, you know, I could definitely shed an easy 30 with no problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't help though, that I'm truly a glutton. I love good food. And when there's, <laughs> when there's good food out there, like I'm coming off of father's day weekend where I had a couple of open houses. We had my, our, my goddaughter's open house up in North branch. And then yesterday we had uh, a cousin's open house over in Flushing and they both had excellent food. And this, yesterday's was the first one I've gone to that they actually catered in Chinese buffet. And it was, oh, wow. it was pretty good. I've never been to an open house that's done that. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I was going to say, uh, open house season is tough. I mean, even if you only have a handful to go to. But, I mean, even two in one weekend, you know, you got to pace yourself a little bit, especially knowing that you smashed, what, eight, eight chicken breasts at Zender <laughs> one right. time? <laughs> Second week in a row we've talked about my <laughs> eating prowess at Frankenmuth. Yes. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> I am kind of impressed with that myself. But, uh, you know, it, it was a good weekend, but it's hard for me to pace myself. i got to really concentrate on it was, that. It was your, you know, the Warriors dominate in Oracle Arena. You dominate at the Frankenmuth Zenders. <laughs> yeah, we'll have more on the on the Warriors and Raptors here in just a little bit. Any anybody else? I know you had a great Father's Day weekend, Matt. I mean, being a father, it, 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 you can't beat it when you get a little extra appreciation, right? Oh yeah, I mean, kind of having I don't know getting the king's treatment for the day or whatever is definitely fun. But we've kind of turned it into a little bit of a tradition with some friends down here. There's an amusement park. Um, I probably talked about it last year on the podcast, but there's an amusement park down here. It's kind of like Michigan's Adventure up in uh, Muskegon. Um, it's owned by Cedar Point, actually, too, but it's called Carowinds. So we've we've started going there every Father's Day um, with them. They have a little uh, son, too. So, you know, let the kids ride the rides and let the big kids ride rides, too, and, you know, just eat some food and hang out and have a good time. And the weather's great. It was, like, sunny and 92 yesterday. So um, just, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun and, you know, just uh, hanging out with some friends. It's a good time. Yeah, you can't beat that for sure. Hey, I want to backtrack for one second on open houses in case people might not know what we're talking about. I'm talking about high school graduation open houses. And, you know, I'm an elderly guy, but Jared and Matt both asked me before we started recording, did they have those in my day? (laughs) (laughs) And it's surprising they did. Yeah, they did. And really what it is, we're talking about high school graduation open houses. And what it is, really, it's... You know, you make it through high school, and for some reason, somebody along the way decided that you need to have a special party that the parents have to do all the work, the parents have to pay (laughs) for everything, and the student that graduates gets all the cash. And I I, I just scratched my head thinking, man, that was a pretty good scam put in place. I I can just imagine you uh, when you graduate, man, I can't wait to see how much weed we can buy with this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably like, I mean, maybe not specifically the weed, but maybe it probably was like, you know, this high school senior now going off to college needs some cash. Let's have a party that everyone just brings them money or, like, whatever else, gifts and stuff like that. It is kind of wild. 
Uh, but it's great. But I, I think I, I told you guys this when I moved to Connecticut and started mentioning like open houses to people out there and people who didn't aren't from like Indiana, Michigan, that area. They had no idea what I was talking about. They thought I was talking about like when you sell a house and have an open house. You know, they like people out there didn't really have them. Maybe a graduation party. Same thing down here in the Carolinas. They they maybe have like a little family get together, but not the big like you said, Ted. It, the open houses season in Michigan. Is awesome, especially when you're in high school. I'm sure, Jared, you're maybe still going to some open houses, people that you know in high mm-hmm. school or whatever, but it's awesome, man. When you have those a whole weekend of like six or seven open houses to hit up, it was great. Yeah, I, I will say the, the open house I had, uh, it was mostly a family thing, but there was other people in my in my class that had the full blowout parties, you know, the, especially the farmers where you had the big beer bash back then 18 you could drink so i mean it, there was some pretty good open house parties back in the day yeah i know jared your your folks put on three pretty good ones for you for you and your brothers yeah they're a lot of fun and you know our house wasn't really the one that turned into a party that's kind of you know that was kind of tough more, for a superintendent yeah, yeah. <laughs> more for my uh, friends to have those right so. Well, it was another good week guys we also had uh some great sports that we're going to get into before we do want to tell you about the Corona Connection. CoronaConnection.com knows it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona at CoronaConnection.com. And also, Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators, an area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools. Okay, so now obviously we know big-time news. Anthony Davis is, not, is now a Los Angeles Laker. Uh, Matt, I can't wait to hear your take because, as we know, you are a Laker fan, although you haven't talked about the Los Angeles Lakers for the past, like, three or four months. But I can't wait to hear how excited you are and how it's the Showtime Lakers are coming back. So the floor is yours. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot. I guess the Magic Johnson stuff, there hasn't been a whole lot to talk about with the Lakers. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, so, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot to say. I Honestly, like, at first, I've always said since they started shopping for Anthony Davis, like at the trade deadline this past season, and they were throwing around some of the offers they were going to give for Anthony Davis, who, when he's healthy, he's a top five player for sure, but he hasn't been healthy basically his whole career for a whole season. I was thinking that the price was too much. Like they were going to just basically mortgage their future for this one player who you don't even know if he's going to stay healthy. At the same time, though, you've got LeBron under contract for the next three years. LeBron, yeah, he got hurt this year. He's still, if he's not the best, he's one of the best players in the league, especially if he can stay healthy. So it's kind of that, that thing where it's like you got LeBron for three years, kind of like what the Raptors did. They they got Kawhi, they went all in and tried to win a championship this year, and they did it. So if, if you're the Lakers, you know, trade some guys, trade a bunch of picks, get Anthony Davis and hope you can get, you know, one or two more you know, superstars or star players anyway to come and, you know, hopefully get at least one ring out of signing LeBron. Because if you sign LeBron for a four-year deal and you don't get one ring out of it, that's not good. That's a bad trade. I got one question for Jared. I mean, I know you always like to get on Matt about the Lakers. Yeah. And I also know you're like one of the world's biggest LeBron fans. Oh, yeah. So how do you see this? I love this trade. Okay. Automatically, the the Warriors or the Lakers are propelled to the number one odds for winning the title i did see they have that. anthony davis lebron and anthony davis fill in the rest you know just like the miami heat it's not quite they're not quite as talented as the miami heat lebron obviously has a few more miles on him the one thing that does worry me and it's sad for me to say this i worry about lebron james staying healthy the whole year i feel like they're because when you have two superstars like that and you kind of just have a have to have vets filling around them he's gonna have to play probably more minutes than he did last year definitely because he missed 17 games but probably more minutes than he's played in the last 
five years, I would say, in yeah. the regular season. It, you know, you look at it on paper, and when I first saw the trade, I thought the, the Pelicans totally got them. And I still think long-term – New Orleans got the better of the deal. But if you're Los Angeles and you want to try and get a championship while LeBron's there, that was a great move, and they still have some cap room to sign. I mean, how scary would it be if Kawhi did go to the Lakers or uh, you know Kyrie maybe? I don't know if that's going to happen, but it could. But there's some other top free agents out there that could make quite a threesome. I'm surprised that you're not, oh, this like ruins the league. You know, no. whatever happened to... Just going like everyone stays with their team for their entire career. I'm kind of surprised that that's not the take you had, old timer. Yeah, I know. Well, this old timer is a wise old timer too. <laughs> the times have changed a little bit. And you got to play with what's out there. If it was me, now, Matt. Last week you talked to Adam Stanko and and you asked him, and, and I was thinking the same exact thing. If you're Kyrie or if you're a Kawhi, why not stay in Toronto? I mean, he's going to get the maximum deal. They just won the championship. They got still a young, good team around him, and he could stay in the East. You know, and then. Match up against LeBron in the finals. If you go out west and don't join the Lakers, join the Clippers or somebody else, then you're you're going to have to battle them in the conference. I don't know. What do you what do you guys think about that? Yeah, especially with the injury stuff that we saw happen to the Warriors. I mean, Dur- Durant and Clay Thompson getting those injuries really shook things up because now, I mean, they're saying Durant's probably he might not play next year. Probably if Clay not. Thompson comes back, it's going to be like towards the end of next season. So the Warriors, I mean, they're you have no idea what to expect out of them. Like, can can Curry and Draymond really like carry them through a whole season? They'll still be really good, obviously, but like you know, just those two guys, can they carry them? Are you know, are other teams still going to sign Durant or Clay? You know, and take a chance on that. So right, if you're Kawhi, why not stay in Toronto? You just won a title. Uh, you're in the East. You know, there's a couple other good teams in the East. You have no idea what the Celtics are going to do or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers still have that one max slot so that they can sign someone. So I don't know if it's going to be Kawhi. That would just be ridiculous, those three <laughs> together. Hopefully, like to Jared's point, LeBron racking up minutes, hopefully they can get that other max slot, whether it's Kyrie or Kemba Walker or someone, to take a little bit of the load off of LeBron because, yeah, he, he can't do it like he did when he was you know, 26, 27, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Pelicans. I mean, they're immediately going to be a much improved team. They got the number one, the number four choice, uh, draft pick, and they've got the ball factor. <laughs> I love Lavar and Lavar Ball. Did you guys see that he declared that the Los Angeles Lakers would never win a title? Uh, <laughs> yes, again, I love Lavar Ball and I love Lonzo Ball. I, I really think that Lonzo Ball is the type of guy like a Victor Oladipo or someone that kind of slips through the cracks until he finds the right spot and then he can just blossom. Like he's just—he's a really good defender. He's gonna be paired with Drew Holiday. Could be a really good defensive backcourt. He's a good player. There's no doubt. And it's just—you know—it's just we're gonna have to wait a couple years to see whether who won or lost this trade. It seems like a lot on paper to give up for Anthony Davis, but I feel like one side knows for sure what they're getting, and the other side just has a bunch of question marks. Right. Yeah, because even who the Pelicans got, it is a lot of like potential talent. You know, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. And, you know, the draft picks, you know, they're probably going to draft Zion. Right. We don't really know how he's going to be in the league. And then that number four, they're saying they might trade it, you know, so who knows. But, hmm. you know, that, that number four pick, when I saw they said that they were thinking of trading that, I immediately thought, you know, the Pistons could maybe try and package something, their, their draft pick with a couple players or something to get that number four. But I saw that they, their, I don't know who it was, their GM or someone came out today and said they're sticking with their big three of Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and, Reggie Jackson. So, uh, you, that's talk. I get though. you guys excited. <laughs> no. Here's a here's a question for you. So, Lavar Ball. Obviously, we've talked about him. He goes on all the talk shows. If you guys are both dads, is there a, where maybe you wouldn't be quite as boisterous and saying he's the best player ever or whatever stuff like Lavar Ball has said? But 
Do you think that you, if, if let's say Max Kellerman and uh, Stephen A. Smith offered you guys a spot on first take, come talk about your son who's an NBA player, do you think you would take it? Sure. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I Again, I probably wouldn't be coming across exactly like him because – I don't know. I'm just not a big fan, but he is a self-promoter, and he's promoting his family, no doubt. And I, what did I just see that uh, his his youngest son is going to play over, or middle son going to play in Australia or mm-hmm. something? Pro ball, right? Yeah. Right. Hey, but I guess, and Matt, before you answer, I guess like, well, if they ask you like, how good your son? What are you going to say? Like, oh, he's all right. You know, he's a solid player. It it's just kind of one of those things. If you're in the spotlight, lights are on you. I mean, what are yeah, you going to say? Yeah, that's true. But like I said, I I might say it in a different way than he said it you know he, i mean he's so out there which is part of his whole his whole scheme you know he was trying to sell uh tennis shoes right or basketball yeah. shoes i mean he's a promoter he's he's like the he's today's day and age if you guys even remember the guy don king oh yeah definitely remember don king but right yeah i mean and it seems like you know from an, an outsider looking in or whatever it seems like he's a good dad standing up for his kids and trying to like create a business and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of deadbeat dads out there too, that wouldn't do that stuff. So like that, you know, that side of it, it seems like it's cool, but like the, just the stuff that he says, like that Lonzo better than Michael Jordan, better than LeBron, you know, he would run the Lakers. Lakers are never going to win a championship without him. And then like he, you know, all along he was saying when at the trade deadline, when they were talking about trading Lonzo to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis, he was like, he was telling the Lakers, don't trade him to New Orleans. We don't want to go to New Orleans. And then now today, like, he came out and said, like, that he was actually saying that so the Lakers would trade him <laughs> to it's New classic. Orleans. So, like, to me, honestly, it's like a clown show. Like, I actually, like, think it's kind of ridiculous that ESPN keeps putting him on all these TV shows because it's just like, it's a, it's kind of like making a mockery of some of the, the shows that he's on. I know it's like entertainment, so it's funny and everything, but... You know, like today he got on there and said all that same stuff, and, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it sounds like a gas bag. But he even, like, on first take, he, like, hit on the host, Molly Carum. Yep. So, like, he's even, like, getting out of line with stuff like that. So it's just like <laughs> – and then, like, to hear, like, like the big baller brand is one of the worst businesses, it, like, ever, like, <laughs> rated by the Better Business Bureau. Like, they don't they don't ship their stuff. People are getting the wrong items. People aren't getting, you know, refunds. So, like, it, he's actually running, like, a bad business, too. So he's putting, like, unrealistic expectations on his sons and everything. I, I'm not a fan, yeah. if you can tell. I, I'm just – I get he's probably standing up for his sons and he's doing well for them, but – I'm definitely more on your side, but I'll tell you what, here we are. I love how long him. have we talked I'm about him now? Like How long have we talked about him? Whenever he's on TV – if I if I'm not at work or something, I'm watching him on those shows, and, and I get mad. I get it's a, it's a, it might be over a little overdone, but like you said, and you even conceded a little bit. It's entertainment at the end of the yep. day, and he is the definition of entertaining. It is. I but the, I remember when uh, when he kind of like first like the Lavar Ball kind of first was introduced, wherever it was. You know when Lonzo was starting to play college ball, Scott Van Pelt. I was working on Sports Center with him, and he basically said like I will not talk about LeVar Ball on my show. I, I want nothing to do with him. I think it's a, a joke, you know, whatever. And he's on, I mean, LeVar Ball's on first take, and he's on a ton of other shows. He's never been on Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center, So, I mean, not not everyone's buying in. But, right, we've been talking about him for ten minutes here. So, yeah. You know what's hilarious, though, about just this whole trade and just the, the guy who's pulled the, puppet, the puppeteer pulling the strings behind it? Rich Paul, who basically, for those who don't know, 
The reason he ever got hooked up with LeBron is because he happened to be wearing a Warren Moon throwback jersey in the airport, <laughs> and he sold throwback jerseys, and so he ended up getting linked up with LeBron that way where LeBron wanted his jerseys. And now this guy is the most, like, in control, like, I don't know, not dominating. What's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not dominating, but <laughs> most important guy, I guess you could say. Most Basically, in, yeah, most, like, just, yeah, just, like, the most important guy in the entire NBA. Yeah, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Wow. And it's just just because he's just LeBron's agent. And I don't know, it, no, not a college degree, nothing to it, just walks in and Today's dominating the game. You know, so you speak of that, too, you know, kind of on a, a different topic, but keeping it on the Lakers. What do you guys think about the whole uh, Magic Johnson tweeting out, uh, great job, Rob Blinka, and great job, Jeannie Buss? Uh, getting, I mean, that, that just came across as very weird to me. After he threw him under the bus completely. So I think you... everything he does is weird. I think, yeah. you know, he's magic. Everyone loves his smile. Everyone loves it. You know, they, all yeah. the same stuff everyone says about him. Obviously, one of the greatest players of all time. He can't take that away. I think that, I don't think he's, like, really right in the head. I don't know. <laughs> he, like, when he was on TV a lot, when he was actually, like, an analyst or on ESPN's NBA shows, it was kind of, like, rough to listen to him talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, it just I... didn't seem like his mind was all there. You know, he had his I... own, he had his own uh, talk show. Yeah, late night talk well, like show. Two weeks or something. Oh, was it terrible? The only one worse than that was Chevy Chase had one that was, I think, lasted two episodes. But yeah, Magic was terrible at that. I, I've never, I, and I've always thought this. I've never understood people's like obsession with Magic Johnson. Like, like you see pictures of him. Like I see like pictures of him like at MSU. Like you can see like wow, this guy is just he's a rocket. But when it's like now, like I don't understand like the infatuation with Magic Johnson. I never really thought he was like that charismatic. The last like. Basically, my whole lifetime. Yeah, I mean, you you can't take away his basketball skill. He was he was probably one of the top, I would say for sure, top five basketball players that ever lived. He was that good. But after his career was over, I mean, I'm not so sure about where he is going nowadays. Yeah, supposedly he's been very successful in the business world. I think a series of uh, movie theaters, I think, in the in the rougher districts of Los Angeles and other areas, but I'm not sure about what else, you know, and it obviously was a complete failure as the president of Lakers. I mean, he didn't even want to put any, put the time in. <laughs> they had uh, bad, bad decisions being made. He had, had a fragile ego. He couldn't take uh, working together with Palenka and Buss. I don't know. It was just a bad deal. That made no sense. The really in, in the whole scheme of things, what did they think magic was going to do? Right. I think he's going to, you know, fly to Europe and fly all across country to watch these guys play. No, he's the guy, he's the face of the organization. He's going to supposedly, bring LeBron in even though I think LeBron was coming anyway sure he was. I mean he was never gonna put in the work that it takes well what are the other what are the other presidents and executives do you're saying they don't they they put in 30 hour weeks or rarely show up no. in the office well that's what I'm saying it's well there's two of them first off okay co, and it's I think that it was like bring him in you know get a star in the yeah. sales room and have magic kind of work his so-called like charismatic magic ways whereas like i don't see it but other people claim to have seen it well he was supposed to be the closer too yeah right? the closer right which is fine I'm, I'm good with that he but he failed on it on the on the ad deal originally that that whole mess was screwed up from day one i don't know matt you're the laker guy but you know i don't know if it was palenka i don't know if it was magic i don't know if it was the both of them i don't know if it was bus but that thing was a disaster I mean, it seems like it's a combination of all of them. Like, I mean, Adam Stanko, who we had on last week, he was saying that, you know, through his people he works with, people he knows or whatever, like it seems like Rob Polink is not very well liked around the league because he kind of went the route of Rich Paul. He was an agent first and then got into management or whatever with a franchise, especially a franchise like the Lakers. So I don't, it seems like people don't really like him. It, it seems like, you know, 
they always talk about the Lakers are such like a family organization, like a good old boys type of club. So that's why they brought Magic back in, and it seems like people don't really like that. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, <laughs> winning cures all, though, is the biggest thing, right? Like if they yeah. were winning, making the playoffs, getting to the NBA Finals and stuff, I don't think this stuff would be that big of a deal. Well, closing out the NBA talk before we move on, I know we all three probably were pretty sickened by – you know the KD injury, and then uh, then seeing uh, Clay Thompson go down with a blown ACL. I mean, that just you know that took the wind out of their sails. But man, you got to give a lot of credit to everybody on that Warrior team and in that organization for putting up a hell of a fight. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you guys. So those injuries, they, I mean, they happened. But you, like you said, you can't you can't take credit away from the Raptors. They still went out there. They stayed healthy. Part of being a champion, part of winning a championship, is you know staying healthy so the Raptors were able to do that they won a title but you know I saw some people and there's a side to me that's like man you almost know if the Warriors were full strength they would have won that series obviously we don't know how it would have went but the times that the little bit Durant played the games that Clay played it was like a completely different series or those games were but like I I don't know the Raptors still went out there and won I, I told someone someone was like at work they said there, there should be an asterisk by this title. No, no Durant, no Clay. You, you know that's going to be the narrative for the the rest of time or whatever. People are always going to remember this as the Warriors got hurt. And I was like, you know what? As a Lions fan, <laughs> if they went into say this year they went into the Super Bowl and against the Patriots and then the AFC Championship, Tom Brady got hurt and couldn't play in the Super Bowl, and the Lions won, beat the Patriots without Tom Brady. I'd be. I wouldn't care at all. I'd be at the championship parade. I would be buying hats and jerseys. So, like, you know, all all the credit to the Raptors. You know, it's that's part of the game, no doubt about it. Now, where do you guys stand on the whole controversy that maybe they came back too early and that caused their injury? Do you do you buy into that at all? I don't think that they forced KD to come back, but you, it, it's just human nature. You know that KD was feeling the pressure to come back and. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, he's a grown man, like he can make his own decisions. But I just think he was a little bit getting a little bit pressured by maybe completely being told, like, hey, we really need you, or just the pressure, like just, you can tell it when you're in that locker room. Or, or even need him or even part of he's a competitor too. You know, I mean, I'm sure he wanted I – mean, I don't think he wanted to stay out. I think he was feeling, I can play, I can play. Maybe the doctors didn't make the right decision. But I think Durant, the competitor that he is, he also wanted to be out there. I don't think – there might have been some pressure uh, – psychologically, but I don't think it was a matter of One he thing didn't want to that play. is important to point out is, and this is actually from Bill Simmons, he said this, I listened to it on his podcast last week, that Jay Williams was really upset with uh, Kevin Durant getting hurt and him coming back too early. And Jay Williams is actually the really good friends with Kevin Durant. He hosts like a boardroom show, I believe, on ESPN okay. Plus, I think, with okay. Kevin Durant. Yeah. And so it's just the fact that, you know, if anyone was going to know whether or not Katie was, wanted to come back or not, it's going to be Jay Williams. And the what fact that he, he was upset, he, was just, he didn't think that – he was given the proper amount of time to rest, and he think that that's why he got re-hurt. But, but, but I answer this question, though. Did he have any insight on the fact that Kevin Durant wanted to come play? He wasn't pressured to come play. Did, I mean, he might be upset because he thinks the medical staff maybe made the wrong decision or the front office, but what do you do if you're the player and you got the medical clearance and you want to play? Well, what, who makes that decision? Then? Well, they cleared him. That's what that's I'm the saying. Thing. They cleared him, and he wanted to play. Or do you feel well, you're saying, you well, feel he was forced to play? Have, shouldn't have been cleared. Okay, so that's the, that's the argument you're giving. Yeah. Me. Okay. Matt? Yeah, and that, what's crazy about it is that both injuries happened. They were both serious injuries were different than the original injuries, but they were on the same leg. So, yeah, it makes you like in Durant's situation, it was his calf. 
but, you know, he blew out his Achilles on the same leg. So, like, his, I mean, you saw him in the warm-ups of that game, and then he was even dancing in the locker room. So, like, he might have went through warm-ups, stretches, you know, walking around moving, and his calf was fine. But, you know, that probably favoring that leg for three weeks, the calf probably was still a little weak or whatever. You know, that probably led to, obviously, the Achilles rupturing. Same with Clay, you know, kind of favoring that hamstring. You know, maybe his knee was a little weak because it's kind of crazy to think that those injuries don't happen more when guys fall like the way Clay did or like in the paint when there's eight guys jumping around for a rebound. Guys fall like that often and don't blow a knee out. So, I mean, it was weird how Clay fell and, you know, tweaked his knee. But, you know, so like they were probably were fine. That hamstring, Clay was playing well. He had 30 points yeah. before he got hurt. Like he was fine. And, you know, Durant knocked down some shots. So I, I don't put anything on the medical staff. You know, I, I think they probably did what they needed to. And then, yeah, the guys probably said, I feel good and I'm ready to go. Well, and I'm glad also that uh, the Warriors players came to the defense of Danny Green and said that was a clean play and he went for the ball and it was just an unfortunate accident on Clay. One thing on Thompson, though, guys, we've talked about him before. Is it amazing that he wasn't in the the uh, first, second, or third team All NBA players? I mean, is, isn't he in the top ten for sure in the he NBA? Just gets overshadowed. Yeah, by, you know Steph Curry. He's an unbelievable player. He, he really is. What did you think of the crowd celebrating when Kevin Durant got hurt? What do you think? I see. I see drunk Ted in his mid thirties. You're telling me that you're not cheering when maybe not cheering, but. I, the, the reaction, I think, was – I think the, the, the negativity afterwards was a little overdone. I think I can understand it a little bit. You know, they see him go down there. They don't know how serious it is, but they know that, you know, he's probably out of the game. They did change their tune once they got a little quick scolding to, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's funny how they do that. It was, it was tough. I mean, you, you hate to cheer somebody that gets injured, but, they, you know, I guess the competitive juices in the fans gets in the way sometimes too. But, yeah. It was tough to see, and it did. It did kind of sicken me to see both players go down, tough. especially with those injuries. I mean, that's they were about. They, I, it's really, it's crazy to think like they were both about to get a max deal, and you know, our team's probably still going to give it to them. You know, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I gotta believe that Durant stays with the Warriors. Doesn't he get a thirty-one million dollar rollover contract? Yeah, he and, keeps it so. to basically rehab. I mean, who, who in their right mind? He's is he thirty? Yeah. 30. So he's coming 30. Off a ruptured Achilles. Coming off an Achilles injury? I don't know. I don't. You don't give him a max if you're the Knicks? I don't think so. If you're the so. Detroit Pistons, you don't give him a max? I don't think you're so. A, that's a joke. I'm just telling you. I mean, I I think that's a that's a 50-50 proposition. Maybe it's worth it. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm completely. 75%. He's still a top 10 player in the league. I don't know. Achilles is a bad one. Who 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 do you can you point out somebody that it, roughly that age group that came back and was still a hundred percent? How about this? So you've had your hip completely replaced. You're healthier than <laughs> when it got replaced, correct? True, true. So I think if someone can get their hip taken out and replaced and come back better than ever, then I don't know. I think that they can I, repair I, an Achilles. Okay, I think you should be my agent and uh, represent me. <laughs> the one the one that I saw um, that you know guys like Kobe obviously was one, but you know he he was a little a little older. Towards the end of his career when he did it. Chauncey did it, too. Same thing at the end of his career. Dominique Wilkins was one that I saw people talking about. He ruptured his Achilles, um, and he was able to come back and still be effective. He wasn't the same. He wasn't the human highlight reel that he was early in his career, but he was still able to come back and be an effective player. But Was, uh, was KD's Achilles, was it his right one or left one? 
It was his right. Okay, so that helps a little bit if you're a right-handed shooter, right? Aren't you doing most of your jumping off the left foot? I mean, yeah, in theory, but, I mean, it's still an Achilles. <laughs> Dr. Ted. You're cutting and <laughs> the defense and stuff. Uh, either way, it's a bad injury. But so you're, you're. How about you? I can't get over it. You just you're scraping over it. You would not hit. You would not offer him a max for the Detroit Pistons right now. Well, oh, let's just run it back with with Reggie Jackson. Well, first of all, he's, Luke Kennard. He's done for a full year. He's he's out next year. So you're paying him the max to rehab, basically, and you're and you're paying him the max with the hope that you got Griffith and the rest of the team, and then he comes back and is going to make a difference in a championship? I say no. If I'm the Pistons, I say no. <laughs> so what do you – what are the – I think they need God. to they need to build like they did the 2004 bunch. They have, to, they have to come up with good draft choices and good trades. I, I just don't think that – that's my own opinion. I just don't think so. I, I definitely see the side that you're coming on because, man, I, it would be tough to give a guy a max knowing the first year he's done and then also not knowing what he's going to be like. I, man, if I'm the Pistons, though, just because what, what the Pistons have been the last few years, I almost feel like I would roll the dice and just hope that he can still play 80% of what he was you know, before no the injury. Well, it was a no-brainer. It would, it would pick up some interest in the team. Do you, think it, do you think it leads to an NBA championship? That's the question. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. A lot better than rolling, running it back with Luke, Luke Kennard running the show. Well, maybe so, but you're not going to win a championship with what they got right now. I'm just saying, if you spend well, that we... kind of money, I just It's don't... not your money. What do you care? Well, if I'm the fan of the team, a <laughs> little bit it is. Okay, so let's get rid of Ish Smith and Reggie Jackson and get rid of those contracts. All right, I just can't. I can't. I just can't buy into it. I love KD. If he was twenty-four years old, maybe thirty. Maybe thirty. I don't think so. He'll, he'll be thirty-two. He'll be thirty-two when he comes back. Nineteen eighty-three, when Larry Bird's out, when the star players are out shoveling their right. parents' driveway. It, I, it's. I. I don't think we're going to agree. Medicine's a little better. We're not going to agree on this. If one. they can take you and reconstruct you and bring you back to your shape from 10 years ago from replacing your hip, I think that the KD can come back. All right. Well, I hope you're Peak right. physical athlete. Now, what's your prediction? Is he gonna, Is somebody going to sign Yeah, him? 100%. And who, the Warriors who, have already said that they're going to offer him a match. Well, the Warriors, I get. What about another team? The Knicks, 100%. 100%? I feel like any team, if, if KD for some odd reason said, I want to come to... I don't know, Sacramento, you offer him the max. No question asked. No questions okay. asked. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to have a lot. What's nice is the NBA season ends. We've got the draft coming up. we got free agents moving. And before you know it, boys, it's going to be football season because who gives a damn about the Tigers and baseball, right? Oh, geez, man. That, <laughs> I, I did see what someone tweeted out. Uh, they've lost like 17 and 19 at home. Yeah, I, I retweeted that one. When I saw that stat, I go, whoa, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> it's not good for ticket sales at all. So that's about all we need to talk about the Tigers on this podcast. Uh, one thing that is important to know about the Lions, yes. well, or lack thereof the Lions, hard knocks. I, I was going to bring Oakland that up Raiders. a little later, yeah. Not going to be the Lions. We really thought we had a good shot at it, but if there ever was a consolation prize, it's the – I just can't – why can't we get one thing? <laughs> this is the one thing that I, I just wanted. We said it. I was fine. Maybe we never win a championship, but give me that – you know, four weeks of a hard knock, hard knocks episode, and where every the whole season where everybody's rooting for your team. That would be awesome. Know? It would have been awesome. I thought really we had a good chance at it too, but it made sense naturally to have Gruden. You know, already a TV star to begin with. You know, Lions may get their chance next year. We'll see. Let's let's be honest though. Let's take a step back. If the Lions got the hard knocks, it would be the most boring season of hard knocks <laughs> to date. That's what everyone was saying. It was kind of pissing me off. I don't off. think anyone would watch it. I think. The Lions are such a like a local team. All, like 
for the most part, I mean, now that a ton of people have moved out of Michigan, there are fan, Lions fans all over. But for the most part, most part, they're it's in Michigan. Yeah, like, they're regional. Raiders, Raiders fans are all over, and people will watch the Raiders. People will watch Hard Knocks just because it's Hard Knocks. I just think the Lions would be incredibly boring on Hard Knocks, especially seeing. I mean, Patricia's not like that fiery of a coach or whatever, you know. So. I could be wrong. I just no. You're probably dead on right. I mean, I, I think all three of us would like to watch it because it's the Lions. But I feel like there's a world where Matt Patricia is such an idiot that it's kind of like Hugh Jackson last year. It's, it's just that's comical. true. That could it's be. hilarious. <laughs> they ask Hugh Jack, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Hey, maybe we should get some cameras up to film this practice session. <laughs> that's a good idea, Tyrod. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna have some entertainment news coming up, and we'll also have some. Uh, General sports talk we'll briefly talk on. I do have some big news, though, we'll pass on to our listeners. We want to welcome our first radio station affiliate, WJSZ, who's going to be carrying three-point podcast after football games this fall, starting August 22nd. And, you know, we might be able to see if we can get a few other radio stations carrying our podcast, guys. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be cool. Get some more ears on the podcast and uh, maybe grow the audience. Absolutely. Well, don't forget, here locally in uh, the mid-Michigan area, Rivals Tap House and Grill, that's the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. The next bike night is Thursday, June 20th. On June 22nd at 7, help out the Morris Youth Football and Cheerleading Squads with a cornhole series of bags fundraiser with special Long Island iced teas to get you in the singing mood. Do you like Long Island iced teas, Jared? You like iced Twisted teas are very good. Oh. I like Twisted teas, which is basically the same thing. All right. Well, that'll get you in the singing mood for the area's best karaoke that night. Awesome food and drink. Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. And also Card Service Michiana. They offer the best credit card setup and equipment for both new and existing merchants. Guaranteed to save you money. No contract, no monthly minimums, or early termination fees. Call 574-238-1397 or contact us here at 3 Point Pod for details. All right, guys, in our entertainment segment here tonight, we always like to mix it up between HBO, Netflix, theatrical releases. But I'm going to start off with, you know, a Netflix release that that premiered last Friday night, uh, Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Did either one of you guys see that one? I saw it. I I love Jennifer Aniston. I love Adam Sandler. But Adam Sandler has burned me like one too many times on those Netflix movies. Was it good? I can't imagine it was. Oh, you didn't see it yet? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, it wasn't overly good. <laughs> <laughs> it was what you would expect with Sandler and uh, and Aniston. I, I laughed out loud eh, two or three times. It was okay. It, you know, it was a pretty sketchy plot, but uh, was it worth my uh, hour and 45 minutes of viewing on Netflix? Again, that's where I grade it, and I, I think it's maybe worth a watch if you're a Sandler and uh, Aniston fan, and she sure looks good for whatever she is, 52 or 53. Yeah, I think it, it's it's come to the point where, especially with his Netflix movies, that that's about what you're getting. It's going to be a, just an okay plot, and you're going to get a handful of laughs. Like and you it, shouldn't set the bar that high. Like we've said about most yeah. straight to Netflix movies, but it's also like if you're not a Sandler fan, you're not going to like it. I like Sandler, so yeah, I'd get a few laughs. Yeah, he had, he had some good lines. One thing that was a little discer- disconcerting was his uh, he had a mustache. He was playing a cop, a New York cop going on vacation with his wife to Italy. I just couldn't quit looking at that mustache he had. And I wear one myself. Yeah, I was, was going to say. It's like, <laughs> you look weird sounds kind of hypocritical to no, say I mean, that. No, some but... people can carry it off like I can, and Adam Sandler not Have you so ever much. thought about growing a beard? I'd be interested to see what you look like with a beard. I used to grow a beard, yeah. But now when I grow it, it's uh, it's pretty much all white. You know, I, I'll grow a, a goatee once that? in a while. I don't know. I'm still a little vain, you know. 
Would you ever consider, uh, and Matt, you're not at that stage yet, but would you ever consider dyeing your hair? Probably not. Probably not. Probably look real good. You think so? What, what color should I dye it? Blonde? Black? Black? <laughs> Maybe. Matt, if your hair started losing its color, would you ever see a world where you dyed it blonde? No, I'd, I'd, I'd embrace the gray. My my dad, you know, used to have just like real black hair and beard, and he's he's basically all white now. So I, I know it's coming. I'd embrace the gray more than the lack of hair, which I'm dealing with right now. It's yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a lot bigger forehead than I had in the past. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would embrace the gray. I think it looks good on some guys, you know. And I, like I, I like my dad's look with the white beard and and white hair. So I know it's coming. Now uh, keeping it on the entertainment side of things, uh, Chernobyl. You guys have t- heard about that. I think we may have talked about it. That's mm-hmm. the uh, mini series on HBO. Had a chance to watch episode one. Man, it sucks you in, and it was very well done on portraying the the disaster when when the whole thing went off. So far, I give it a I give it a high ranking for episode one. It, you know what they're doing is they're showing how the Kremlin really sets up the whole cover up. You know, and they're sending in a lot of people unbeknownst to them that they're going to get fried with radiation yeah. poisoning it's just a and it's mostly a true story the way they're portraying mm-hmm. it so it's a sad watch it's you know i i haven't watched the last two episodes because it's like you get home from work the last thing you want to do is get watch. depressed yeah so it's so you know i'll throw on something stupid like the simpsons or impractical jokers or something just to fall asleep or, to, or try but. murder mystery sometime but yeah it's so well is it, is it one season is it going to be a series is it just like a, a single season or what, what's it going to be yeah i think it's just going to be a mini single se- season mini series yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many episodes it might be eight episodes maybe eight to ten i think six. Oh, only six this, yeah. okay I, I saw some people are uh, starting to go to chernobyl and this is probably like to i don't know i saw people saying like why millennials or why gen zers are the worst like people are starting to go to Chernobyl and take pictures for Instagram, like just to get followers, and they're like, you know, like girls are going over there in like their bikinis or like, in, you know, typical Instagram photos, but at Chernobyl. So yeah, well, I I, I did see that today somewhere online that their uh, tourism is up forty yeah. percent since the since the series came out. Forty percent. Is that something you'd ever go see? I don't know. I, I, it, like I would be extremely interested in it i think it would be really cool to see like i i always i always get sucked into whether it's a video an article or pictures whatever of like uh shut down amusement parks oh yeah at, or, or city, like yeah. lost cities dead yep. cities i think that stuff is so cool like uh, i saw one recently of pirates park in flint they, I, I know ted you probably remember Pirates. oh for sure they're going to reopen it aren't they oh, are they at, well it's I supposed to have been park. reopened for like five years or something like that okay but it looks like a vacant city or whatever right now but you know all the stuff is still there the, all the like characters and all that but you know weeds growing over everything and like right. i don't i just think that stuff's really cool so like chernobyl i would be it'd be really interesting but like I, like is it safe <laughs> it's it's no I don't know if i'd want to go there like risking radiation yeah. Uh, After I, watching I, the first episode, I'm not hopping on board. I can I tell just, you that. I just much. picture I picture Matt like going to buy the tickets for Chernobyl, then like a little ad pops up on the side of his screen, like Disney World, you know, twenty percent <laughs> off. I'm in again. They suck me in again. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. If, speaking of Disney World, I know you're going. And uh, are you bummed out that they're not going to have the new Star Wars Galaxy Edge open down there at Disney World? They opened it up in Disneyland, but it won't be open in Orlando till August. I guess that's on your next trip. Yeah, that'll be the next trip. Uh, we we may go again in the fall. We're thinking about it, but I, I'm not a big. I, we've probably talked about it during entertainment. I haven't seen one of the Star Wars. Yeah, I've seen like bits and pieces of them, but I've never seen one 
full Star Wars movie. I get they're amazing. I, I don't. I'm not like ripping people for watching them or being Star Wars fans. So to to answer your question, I would definitely go to Star Wars the like Galaxy Land or whatever it's called at Hollywood Studios. You'd have to. Probably going to be amazing, but I'm not. I'm not like missing it. Gotcha. Also, uh, I got another quick one here from Netflix. Do you either? Well. I think, Matt, you'll know the name. I don't know if Jared will or not. Bob Dylan. Do you know who Bob Dylan is? I've heard the name. Couldn't tell you much oh, yeah. about him. Okay. He's, he's a legend. He's, he's, a, he's a music legend from the early 60s. He started off as a folk singer, writer, and uh, he's huge. He was a tremendous music writer. Well, there was, a, there was a Netflix show called Dylan, Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. Now, that, that bought me in right there. Martin yeah. Scorsese, I'm a Bob Dylan fan. I checked it out, and I we watched it this weekend, and I was scratching my head because there were some confusing things in it. And come to find out, it's one of those deals where, you know, you do it all the time, both of you guys. I went online to, to see the reviews and see what the whole thing was about. They had, like, three or four blatant, completely fictional things in this thing. Like, they had a guy that was uh, interviewed. And he was played by Mike Michael Murphy, an actor from back in the day. I, I kind of recognized Rhapsody. him. I thought, who is this guy? Is this, uh, you know, is this a former presidential candidate? I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Well, come to find out, they threw him in there. He was from a three-decade-old HBO series called Tanner 88. They just threw him in there to, to, to have, like, a fake documentary comments. On top of that, they showed a filmmaker that was supposedly filming all the behind-the-scenes concert footage that, that they put up on the screen. You know, you could see Dylan playing. Some guy named Stefan Van Dorp. Well, that was fictional also. It was a guy named Martin Von Hasselberg, who in real life is married to Bette Midler's husband, or who is Bette Midler's husband. That doesn't seem like that. I mean, it's basically they just changed the name. No, no. It, this was supposed to be a true documentary, and they just kind of slyly... <laughs> mix this stuff in there the key one though was you know who sharon stone is yeah sharon stone portrayed as a teenager she tagged along on the dylan tour dylan kind of took a liking to her as a teenager and they they kind of mixed in old footage of <laughs> her weird it looked like it completely fit and then i looked it up it was completely fictional so i wasn't quite sure what scorsese's well take i guess was what on do it you, or not what do you want to do it because with some things, there's a lot of like recording. Like that's why I love the LeBron James like more than a game documentary. Because they just gave the whole team cameras back then, so there's so much footage of it. But it's like if there's no if Bob Dylan isn't recording anything. What do you just want? A million interviews? No, no. Well, they did play him in concert, and they did play Dylan. You know, interviews with Dylan. But they just I don't understand why they put the fictional stuff in there and mixed it in there. Like if I wouldn't have looked it up online, I would have thought it was all hundred percent real. Yeah. That, that's how they pulled it off. I just didn't get the whole idea behind it. It was just weird. If you're a Dylan fan, I'd say watch it. But is this this type of thing where I'm going to watch it and it's like you'd have to be an idiot to think this is real? I am absolute no, no. I think you would buy it, buy into it. Now that you know the the, the fake part, yeah. But if you watched it, you would think it's real. Now, am I going to give you or Matt a recommendation to watch it? No, <laughs> it would have to be somebody more in our age group. Yeah. So that's that. I did have one other thing I was going to put out here on the table. Actually, two. How about OJ? Now on Twitter, what's he got? Like half a million followers yeah. from day one. And I have to admit, 
I decided to follow him myself. Yeah, I, I was wondering if one of you guys would. It doesn't surprise me that you're the one that followed him. <laughs> I got to stay on top of the news, but it just blows my mind. His tweet, his first tweet. You talk about a great first tweet. Yeah, he has some scores. It's subtle. That's yes. that's a great that's video. fire, as you yeah. would say, right? That's fire to come out the gates with that tweet. <laughs> and you know, it, I did it's it. Funny you bring that up because I, I did see earlier today that today is the 25th anniversary of like that car chase. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, the, the, like in 1994. But yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's got to. It can't end well, right? Him being on Twitter. No, no, I don't like think something so. Something bad is going to happen, right? It definitely has created well, an uproar. Did you I'm, see the the tweets that were going out? Why he basically got on Twitter? Because people were saying I killed her or something like a fake OJ Simpson. Tweet. Oh, is that why yeah. he's saying <laughs> fake OJ Simpson account? Well, I know he had to come out today, and he, you know, there's always been the rumor that Khloe Kardashian is his daughter, mm. and he said, nope, nope, that's not the case. He had to he had to make that clear. He had to clear that up. That controversy there. Well, he, he still claims that he didn't commit those murders, too. So Yeah, and we all know where that stands. Doesn't mean it's true. You know, I do feel a little bit dirty for following him, I have to admit, because, I mean, frankly. What? I, Why? I, just a little bit, because, I mean, he, the guy killed two people. You know, I know it doesn't matter that I follow him, but it is it is showing some support in some weird way, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I, didn't I mean, like I said, him. I feel a little guilty about it. I'm still going to probably keep him there for a while and see what happens. I saw like the LeVar Ball thing. It's just entertainment, right? There you go. I get a couple chuckles out of it or something. Yeah, the Goldman family is not chuckling, that's for sure. No, I saw not um, at all. he follows like, some, of, some of the people he follows, like USC football, Heisman House. Um, oh, Heisman does Trophy, he follow yeah. Heisman House? <laughs> it's kind of some funny following that he has. Well, stay tuned. Like four people, I think. Like you said, Matt, I'm not sure it'll end well for him. And then I got one other thing that's just been bugging me and kind of ties into the Disney company. Are, are you guys going to check out Holy Moly? The putt putt golf show with Rob Riggle and Joe Testator. Are you going to watch that? I mean, at all? I'll give it a but is shot. Steph, is Steph Curry involved in that? Yes. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I, I saw some promos for it during the NBA Finals, and it just seemed like one of those summertime shows to try and get people to watch TV in the summer. But yeah. hey, I don't know. It seemed like garbage to me on the promos. I, I, you know, you're a TV guy. I just, I thought the promos were very annoying. But maybe that, maybe it, it got what they wanted. You know, I'm talking about it. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not a huge Rob Riggle fan either. I don't know how you guys stand on He's that. He's stretched like really thin on a lot of different things. Yeah. I feel like I see Rob Riggle like every day in one way. And it or seems another. like it's the same act all yeah. the time, you know. I do like some him. Some but... of his roles in some movies is pretty funny. I'll give you that. He's pretty funny in some movies, but yeah, it, like you said, he's the same guy in every movie now, so it's almost it's almost a little played out. You know, when he's doing the football commentary on the on the pregame show i mean i I never laugh at it yeah that's kind of tough because that's like on network television on fox you know so right it, it would probably be a little tough for a, a comedian to come up with something like that you know i can't and it's every day certain frank caliendo did it on the edge he was one of a kind you the, the old timers love frank caliendo. oh he's awesome i love him you're right you don't like him i like him but not as much as <laughs> not as nearly as much as you and my dad do uh, he's um, good I got around to watching Funny. something, uh, Jonas Brothers documentary on Amazon Prime. Okay. We had, a, we had a listener that really wanted us to watch it, so I said, I'll do my due diligence. All right. I'll check it out. Give and us your review. It's good. I mean, I don't think you would enjoy it because you're just not, I mean, well, you'll probably act like you enjoy it, just like sound cool or something, <laughs> but it's like, it's <laughs> like I was watching it with my dad for like, he came in the room just as I was watching, he fell asleep like five minutes into it. <laughs> so it's, I think if, if you grew up in my generation where they were really the number one people in the world, like for my age group at that time, people love them, then you, I think you'll enjoy it. But if you're not a part of that group, I don't think you're going to enjoy eh, it. Much. I, I might check it out. I know DJ Crank It Up 
was the Twitter guy, right? Yes. And I'm glad you watched it. So how would you rank it? I'd, I'd give it like a, an eight. There's there's a couple of things that I thought were kind of interesting in it. So the Jonas Brothers ha- have a fourth brother. Oh, wow. And the only time you hear from them is in the after credits. That's the only note. They don't interview him. They don't do nothing. Just He's, he's out of it. Really? It's kind of like the Osbournes. They have a they have a daughter that never was in the show. No. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was a little bit weird, but now, was it, it was all right. Did it chronicle I, their career? Is that what it did? Yeah. Like from Disney on? Yeah, and, and, and it's a lot of people, they didn't start with Disney. You know, they kind of no. really were trying to figure it out for a couple of years there before Disney finally, like, found them, and that's kind of when they blew up. But <laughs> I don't know. Matt, is that, is that something you'd have any interest whatsoever in watching, or is that just uh, my generation? I mean, just because I'm – I. I was a little old for Jonas Brothers when, like, yeah, like you said, when you were growing up. Kind of like for me, it was like in seeing back, Backstreet Boys and stuff like that, you know, when I was a kid. So that, like, if a documentary came out about, like, their career, how they got started, I would definitely watch that stuff. Uh, but, right, I was a little old for Jonas Brothers, so I, I, to be honest, just would have no interest in that. Something that is interesting in that, so at one point, the Jonas Brothers, the two of them, split away and did their own thing. Right. On this podcast... What is like the the pairing? You know, split off. Oh, like this guy, like you know, the one loose wheel. Like we split off and. Oh, there's no doubt about that. It's you and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you leave me. I hanging. Thinking, You'd have like, me out you the rain. You two are the two older ones. You know, maybe somehow <laughs> we got a lot. We got quite a bit of guys... gap between him and I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe me and Matt, the two younger ones, or it's just interesting to think about. Or maybe me and you, Jared. We'll Those keep it in family. blood. Yeah, keep it in blood. I don't know. Something to think. Something to think about. Well, why don't we just keep together? Let's let's make a pact. We do have our business, you know. So let's, yeah, let's, we we got to keep it rolling. See, especially with the radio deals coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at you know we're gonna network the network this thing to other radio stations all around the state to start with, and then you know we're gonna go global. What the hell? Might as well. Jonas Brothers. Amen. I like it. Before we close yeah. up Entertainment tonight, I yeah. was gonna something that I don't think we've talked about uh, a show that is pretty big, but it's on Hulu. We don't talk that much about Hulu or shows and movies and stuff on Hulu. I'm sure, Jerry. I'm sure you guys have at least heard of it. Handmaid's Tales. Yeah. Back up a second. First of all, I don't have Hulu. Do you, Jared? Wow. You don't have Hulu. Nope. I don't have Hulu. I, my mom actually has been renting and watching the show. Okay. So, uh, so, I we don't have Hulu either. Okay. Well, continue on, Matt. Well, and I yeah, have heard we, of Hulu so we and have the show. Hulu Plus. We we have Netflix and stuff too, but we get our TV through Hulu because mm-hmm. like through Hulu Plus you can get your TV, right. and then you know you get all the TV shows and movies and stuff, but. Handmaid's Tales is one of their like original series, and uh, it's on its third season. Just came out, and I don't know. I like it a lot. It's great, very dramatic. It kind of has like a, a parallel to how things are trending uh, today in our country and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a great show. So I don't know if Jared, if you've watched it, but um, I, I, if you could get a trial, I'm, I'm sure I think you can do like a seven day, ten day trial mm-hmm. for Hulu. Ted, I, I would definitely check it out. Take yeah, check it out. Well, give me a thumbnail sketch of what it's I mean, about. It, I got two it, questions. Is this New Girl 2.0? No, I don't think so. No, oh, no, no, no. It's far from New Girl. Uh, is it like it's science? It's like a drama. It's, about, it's supposed to be like in the future, but it's about like, it, it's supposed to be set in America, and uh, the, the government has just taken over, and like, there's the men that are like the higher society. They have their wives, but most women have basically resorted back to being like slaves and you know yeah so it, it's just more like a drama series and it, it's really good really well done uh t- top question is there nudity oh uh, there is a little bit there's a little bit of nudity not not like not game of thrones type but okay. there's a little bit speaking of game of thrones too i've i made it through uh season one i'm up to episode nine 
I'm making my way through, boys. You can you walk me through? You watch a lot of TV. You really do. I do. You're right. What is your like weekend? Like what was this past weekend? How how many hours do you think you logged on the tube? On the weekend? Well, let me see. Sometimes on sometimes on Fridays when I when I have take a lunch break at home. Okay. A lunch break. I might watch, basically calling it a day at noon. <laughs> I might watch an episode of Game of Thrones. So I'll, that that's usually a Friday thing. Friday evening, I said to the wife, I said, "Let's watch the Aniston Sandler movie." So we watched that Friday night, and then some of the other stuff I kind of mix in. I I watched uh, the Bob Dylan thing on my own because I knew she wasn't going to want to watch it. I think I watched that Saturday morning. So I mixed that in. I did watch a little bit of the U.S. Open. I watched the end of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there wasn't any. I did watch the end of the Michigan baseball game. Uh, there hasn't been any sporting events I've watched all the way through. Other, the last one I watched all the way through was the NBA game six, which of course the Raptors won. And I did watch game seven the night before of the hockey championship. St. Louis won that one. And you know I don't watch a lot of hockey. I don't claim to be a hockey expert, but if it's the NHL Stanley Cup on the line, game seven, I'm watching. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good watch for sure. But, I mean, when you've got a belly full of eight chicken breasts, I mean, <laughs> you can't really move, so you're going to sit on the couch and watch TV, right? <laughs> you got it. It cracks I, me up. You wake up at like 6 a.m., right? Right. Get your coffee, you go right to the TV. Yeah, sometimes I do. I mean, it's a, I'm a weird guy, I can tell you. Hey, well, man, you have what you enjoy. Yeah. You, you, you know, you've, you've started this Tedertainment Tonight segment, so. And, but you guys oh. chime in with your stuff, too, which is good. I even told, I told Jared... I started to watch Black Mirror, but I messed that up because uh, I started to watch that tonight. I thought it was a half hour, but it was over a half hour. So I got to watch the end of it when I get home. And Netflix screwed me up. I started watching the first episode of season five instead of episode one, you, season one. <laughs> you want to give your synopsis of the episode you're watching? <laughs> you want to hear my synopsis yeah, as I a hear 62 your year old? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So there's these two guys that uh, are playing a video game like 12 years ago and then they flash forward to today's day and age and one of the dudes hooks up with the other guy at a party it's a family open house thing since we were talking about that earlier and he says hey man i bought you a gift it's a brand new video game and so they played it together later that night the one dude called him up and you have to put this magnetic thing on the side of your head to play this video game so it takes you into reality so it was this japanese girl in a Mortal Kombat feud with this yeah. Japanese guy, right? Was it Mortal Kombat, yeah, Mortal basically? Kombat, yeah, And they're going at it, fighting each other. Really, the, the chick's beating the hell out of the other guy. And then all of a sudden, they lock eyes and start making out. So basically, it's the two guys <laughs> making out. And that's about as far as I've got so far. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Episode one of season five? Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. Now, Jer- are you going to finish that, or are you going to go back to the actual uh, season one? Well, no, I'm going to finish this one, but I'll go back <laughs> to season one. Jared, Jared clued me in. Season five hasn't been the best. No, there's no. There, like a lot of the Black Mirror episodes have kind of the twist that make you think, like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be on technology as much. But when it's like, you know, two best friends <laughs> having sex through a video game, it's like, what do you do with this information? <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a bizarre twist, and I haven't seen the end yet, so I don't know how it ends up. So <laughs> I don't know if they yeah. come out completely gay or what. <laughs> It's interesting. You'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up the show after another couple messages here. Don't forget, go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. And check this one out. A Lake Michigan lakefront home with spectacular views in Mears, Michigan. That's not too far away from Ludington, Matt. About oh, tw- yeah, yeah. That's only, yeah, not even 15 20 miles, away. I think. Yeah. 
60 feet of Sandy Lake, Michigan Beach. Jump in quick on this special online auction. It ends June 19th. Call Troy Crow, 989-720-SELL for other details on that or others, or hit them up online, SheridanAuctionService.com for upcoming auctions. Also, contact the Promec Engineering Pros for any industrial field service project you might have. Promec specializes in turnkey installations and startups. More details online at pro-mech.com. All right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. I mean, we didn't talk about the U.S. Open. You had to be impressed with Gary Woodland holding off Brooks Kepka in that final from Pebble Beach. Any any quick random thoughts on the tournament? I was rooting big time for Brooks Kepka to pull through, and he and he just didn't. And he he's he's the he's the guy's guy. You know, he he's he's just a normal guy who can hit hit a golf ball a mile. And it's it's unfortunate that he didn't win. And I feel like because of because of the time zone difference with the, the U.S. Open, it kind of made watching it a little bit weird. It was it was kind of neat for a change, you know, because we always have the British Open early in the morning. You know, that's I'd where I like my that. cup of coffee, I, right? Yeah. Um, I thought Fox's coverage was okay. I'm not a big Joe Buck golf guy, though. I mean, I think he does a good job on football, but you just can't beat Jim Nance as the anchor. But uh, you'd be surprised, maybe. But I kind of was rooting for Kepka too. I, I like the guy. I like the the cut of his jib, as you would say before. But Gary <laughs> Gary Woodland, I mean, held him off, and what a chip! I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody chip on the green before. It was a what? great shot. Chip on the green. Yeah, his ball was on the green. Oh, okay. he chipped oh, over the hill. You said that it was weird. Okay, on seventeen and put it right next to the pin. Mm. It saved the round and kept kept. Well, if you've ever seen the greens at St Andrews, they're like literally like a hundred yards big. That's so true. You've seen it before. There I've seen it there. You're but. right. I guess. Yeah, it was a great tournament, but it made it just made me think. I'm sure you guys saw he was he was a D two basketball player. Yes. Before he picked up golf, I mean, obviously he probably played golf, but. I saw I saw an interview with him that he said when he was playing basketball they played Kansas back when like Kirk Heinrich was at Kansas and Nick Collison and they got absolutely torched and he said like that's when he realized basketball wasn't for him so he started focusing more on golf and now he's a U.S. Open champion like that kind of stuff to me is just wild that you can you know D two basketball you know you're a good basketball player if you can play D two and then now he's just a uh, golf major champion you know and i do think most most really good athletes they if they put their mind to it can become pretty good golfers maybe not pga golfers but uh, i think a good athlete could be a good golfer you're going to have good hand-eye coordination and you know i would think it goes hand in hand you know hockey players are pretty much great golfers for the for the most part mm-hmm. that's how kepka picked up uh, golf right he's a hockey player what did you he like busted his hand or something busted so his, busted his broke his nose and had to pick up golf and then yeah the rest is history there you go pretty much a natural real quick i know they're playing as we record this the university of michigan wins their college world series debut a 5-3 win over texas tech i mean has this team got a little magic in it you think i, I love the michigan fans coming out of the woodwork and rooting this team on, you know, after they haven't watched a single college baseball game. Even the big tweeters. Pat, like Their whole and, life. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, I guess I, I would rather that than no one, like, care about this team, you know, doing really well. But it's just, I don't know, just kind of seems fake to me. I knew I knew you would have that take. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're, you're one of them, too. You would be mad people, oh, you haven't watched a game all year. I mean, first of all, like, do you watch every, whatever, whether it's Pistons or every, you know, whatever game, did you watch every, whatever fan you cheer for, every game that season? I mean, probably not. No. No, but, like, if you're a fan of Michigan, you like Michigan sports, yeah, you're going to hop on board. They're legitimately contending for the College World Series. It's cool. It's the same way with the Detroit Red Wings. People, as soon as they make the playoffs, you know, people are the big-time fans. Oh, I have to, I admit I'm the same way. Yeah, you're right. 
Okay. Is it, but is there something wrong with that? Yeah, there's something wrong with it. Uh, what, just being a front runner or what? I mean, front runner. Yeah, when it's cool to talk about it, you're you're talking about. No, it. What, what about the Tigers? I don't. If you're, you're I'm, saying, a, I'm a Tiger fan. I'm a baseball fan. But am I watching Tiger baseball this year? Why? Why would I? So you, Jared, you love Brooks Kepka. Do you watch every swing, every hole, every weekend, every golf tournament? That's entirely different. I've always uh, said that. I've always said that, that all I watch different. are the major championships, which I feel like is ninety five percent of golf. This is a championship, and I don't. And Michigan people have never watched it before until Michigan's in it. But, yeah, but you haven't watched every golf tournament of Brooks Kepka, right? No, that's. I put that. I am one hundred percent honest with what type of golf fan I am, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but you have you you do have a problem with fans. Let's say they're they're Michigan sports fans, and all of a sudden they have a big interest in the baseball team. I, explain again why that's a bad thing. Just because they, they haven't watched them, them all, all year. year long, but they haven't been on TV all year long. <laughs> why is that? Because no one cares. But now they but care. Now they're in the, they now do they, though because they they're care. in the World Series. They care because they think it, it's like it makes them cool or something. Yeah, that's your take uh, on it. Because everything. it's popular. Everyone's talking about it. You got to be a part of the conversation. Okay. I, you you said you didn't watch Game of Thrones from day one. Why did you get into Game of Thrones? To be cool? Exactly. <laughs> Completely different. It's a TV show. <laughs> it, it's only different when you want it to be different. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. It, but it's just I have a problem when people jump on the bandwagon and are all of a sudden the number one biggest baseball fan, biggest Michigan baseball fans in the world when it's you know they have no idea any of the players. Right. But, that, but I don't I don't think they're – promoting themselves as the big, biggest Michigan baseball fan. What in the, the world? world? You just had a, you just agreed with me two seconds ago. Said, oh, yeah, even the big names are doing it. Ain't right. Well, I did. I know. But that, that just because he tweets about it, does that mean he's the biggest Michigan baseball fan in the world? He's a Michigan fan. That's what he is. There's a difference. It's a, you don't when, think he would be rooting on the Michigan girls soccer team playing for a national championship? When people watch it and they have no idea the rules of the College World Series, they don't understand that it's a round robin and I has to I, get explained. It's double elimination for this round. There's two brackets. And then once the both winners play for the College World Series, best of three. How do you watch the Lions? How do I watch them? How, how would you feel if, if all of a sudden the Lions are in a Super Bowl run and then all of a sudden all these fans just start rooting for for them? I'd be, I, you you know, to be honest with you, I would have no thought process on that at all. That's what you it think. wouldn't bother me one that. way or the other. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's true. But you, well, why would why would you think that's not true? You think I'd get irritated when all of a sudden the Lions are getting all kinds of publicity and people are talking about the Lions? Let's say you walk into work on th- a Thursday morning okay. and you go, the guy who sits next to you in, in the cube next to you, all of a sudden he's got you know a new Tiger jersey or a Lion jersey on. Okay. New, he's got a Lion bobblehead. Right. Never talked to you before about the Lions in, in this world. That wouldn't piss you off a little bit. No, you, 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 you and I have work. you and I have a hundred eighty degree personality look at that type of thing. That wouldn't even I wouldn't even bat an eye about that. I I think it'd be all right. It'd be great. Yeah, okay. I mean it's similar to like around oh five oh six when you know the Tigers basically stunk all of the nineties, early two thousands, and then bam, all of a sudden they're like World Series contenders. It did seem like there was a lot of fresh Tigers gear around walking around Michigan. Oh, no but, doubt. Yeah, I, I was never like offended by that. And, you know, I, I I liked the Tigers all through the '90s and early 2000s when they stunk, but I wasn't like, "You're not a true Tigers this is the fan problem just because Maglio Ordonez is your favorite Tiger." This is like, the problem I, with Detroit fans. This is why people say, "This is why no free agents want to come here." Just front, all a bunch of front runners. It's all <laughs> it's all we are. You don't watch the Tigers. I don't watch the Tigers. Period. 
So yeah. I'm not a part of those. Yeah, I do. But you watch- guys, oh, now you don't watch it. Now you don't care. Well, I, there's 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 not much reason to watch it on television right now. I mean, you <laughs> you watch everything pretty- else. You watch everything else, but <laughs> you can't turn them on for a couple innings. Doesn't that? Well, I, I I didn't say I don't put it on for a couple innings here and there. I do. I don't sit there and watch a whole baseball game, even when they're tremendous. I don't think I've ever. I sit there and, and watch how about all Michigan? the games. Do you, do you even watch them, or do you just say that you watch Michigan them? baseball? Yeah. No, See I, on Twitter that oh they won. Didn't I tell you that I watched the last couple innings? That's what I watched in the World Series. That's that's pretty much the extent of what I've watched so far. Will I watch them tonight? Maybe when I get home, I think so. No, yeah, I will. Don't lie. I don't. Yes, I will. <laughs> well, you just lied to everybody. You're not gonna watch. It. Uh, no, I will have a full report next time. All right, let's wrap this up with a positive note. Maybe you'll be negative about it because I'm gonna get excited about some Michigan high school tournament softball. Did you guys see what happened? I might have even made Sports Center in the MHSAA Division Four Softball Championship, Unionville Seabuing area. They go by USA. They were taken on Kalamazoo Central. USA was ahead three to one. The game ended. USA pulled off a game-ending triple play to end the game. Now, how exciting is that? Was it like yeah, an it error? Was, it was play the number or? one on Sports Center's top ten. Was number one. Yep, it was number one, I think, on Saturday or whatever day that the play actually happened. But, yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, triple play to begin with is just an insane play. But to end the state the title championship. game on that is wild. Yeah, and the way it ended, too, it was a, the batter hit a shot right up the middle. It kind of bounced off the pitcher. The shortstop caught it one step away from second base. The runner on second, he's out. she was out. He, she stepped on the bag at second and threw it to first and doubled off the runner at first. Triple play. It was awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. I don't, like, if, if that's the way your season ended, oh. I mean, you're, you know, you're crushed, obviously, but is it almost kind of like a, like a tip of the cap type of thing? Like, I mean, man, it, it would be pretty tough pill to swallow, Destiny. though, if you ended that Baseball. Way. Yeah. Baseball rules. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have... Like, if you lost, like, the state championship basketball game on, like, a three-quarter court, you know, heave, full-court shot at the buzzer. It'd be similar. It, it would suck, but it's also kind of like, oh, what can we do? Yeah, no <laughs> it doubt. It made a full court shot. Well, that's pretty impressive, though. It was the play of the day. I like that. I didn't realize that. Yep. Sweet. Pretty cool. All right, boys. Any final thoughts from you guys? You got anything else? You got to get off the table. All right. I got nothing. Uh, go, go blue. Right. Go right, blue, guys? baby. And I love the catcher. Join I'm joining. I'm joining the bandwagon. Zero in the top of the third. So uh, I'm is, in on the bandwagon. What I'm is all it, Matt? What's the score? It's 1-0 in the top of the third, so we'll see if they can finish it off. So Michigan's ahead. All right. Go Wolverines. Uh, yep. Go Blue. I'm all in. I love it, guys. All right. Big a fan, biggest fan is you guys. <laughs> That's going to do a, it. Such a poser, Jared. <laughs> he is. Biggest fan in the world right here. That's it for now, everybody. Please share this three-point podcast with everybody you know. Subscribe. Rate us at three-point podcast. We're on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and others. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at three-point pod. Support our three-point podcast partners. Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, The Corona Connection, and Card Service Michiana, along with Promec Engineering Services. And check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit and Midwest Sports Network for their great programming and including this little podcast we like to call Three Point Podcast. This has been a Three Point Podcast production in conjunction with Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Thanks again for listening and supporting Three Point Podcast. And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin. And there's no telling who that it's naming. Was a loser, now will be later to win for the time.
senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled. The battle outside region will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls. For the times they are a-changing.